All right, everybody, welcome to the Inigo Podcast. You didn't do your signature. I thought you were going to do podcast, podcast. Should I do it every time? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the, to the, to the, in the, in the, no, it's dum, weird. Dum, 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 pop, 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 it's weird. Okay, fair warning, everybody. Michael is salty as shit. I am today. annoyed as fuss today. I don't know why. I'm just every, you know, those days where everything just sets you off? That's how I feel today. Okay, so I'm just posting my central p- predictions, central division predictions. And I've got some hot takes, so tell me what you think about this. So Dallas? today on the pod today we're gonna do we're gonna talk about why the Flames are going to be good this season because what's been going around lately apparently the cool new thing is <gasps> the Flames are gonna make the playoffs. Like okay, this seems to be a never-ending thing where the Flames even when they're good they don't get credit. I know. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. But first off, here's my prediction for the Central: Nashville number one. St. Louis number two, Dallas number three, Colorado number four, Minnesota number five. The Wild are gonna make the playoffs. No, they're not. But have you seen their roster? Winnipeg number six, Chicago Ooh. number seven. Ooh, I've got the Wild making the playoffs, baby. All right. What do you think about that? Well, you know what? I haven't really looked at the lineups, so. <laughs> <laughs> what he what? <laughs> you loser. I don't know about Colorado, like. Okay, you keep going off and on about Colorado is not going to be like that. I don't think they're going to be as good as everyone thinks. A lot of people are picking up number one overall in the in the division, and it's similar to when Edmonton went to the went to the second round that year, and everybody anointed them the next Stanley Cup champions, even though they just literally kind of snuck into the playoffs and got by in an insane performance by Cam Talbot and Connor McDavid. Doesn't that sound like the exact same thing we saw last it's year? It's like Colorado hobbled into the playoffs. The only reason why they actually made it was because Grubauer and the team went on a 13-game heater. What was 13-0-1? Exactly. In the to last just scathe by. Got in. They had one more win than Minnesota last year. And you see this. When you get red hot going into the playoffs, yeah, I know. you have a really good chance of winning at least a round. So I would caution people on like anointing Colorado as like this new NHL dynasty. Like I think they're going to be good this year, but I don't think they're the best team in the West, as some people are saying, and they're certainly not the best team in the Central. Well, so. they did address some of their forward depth, though. Yeah, for sure they did. But and they they lose Barry, but they're I think they're anticipating Makar is going to replace Barry. Yeah, and I feel like that is a pretty risky proposition. Like I think Makar will be good, but that's guy, a tough thing to the guy just, did. Look lights out. Oh, he looked great. But, but again, how many times five games he looked great? How many times do you see a young guy coming in and he's pretty good in the playoffs? Yeah. But then over an eighty-two game stretch, that's a different animal. So yeah, I'm not sold on their goaltending. I think Grubauer's fine, but I'm not sold on their defense. And I think there's I think they did a good job adjusting their depth, but I mean still, they're still relying on that top line a shit ton. So I'm not ready to anoint them as like the next dynasty in the NHL. I think they're in a great spot. I think they will be great for a while, but I mean, I still have Nashville, St. Louis, and Dallas. Now we saw yesterday that at at least to start the season, they're splitting up Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, which, by the way, I was watching some TSN predictions last night, and O Dog says he'll give it five minutes. He's gonna give it five minutes. Okay, what's the over under by when they put McDavid? Yeah, probably five, eh? Well, I'll give it five games. Yeah, I I, I would say five minutes into the first game. Yeah, so I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny, oh, but he was boy. being dead serious too. Um, so my question then is, Colorado, 
Do they split up that line? I don't think so, especially now that they have that sweet line of Kadri, Donskoy, and um, who's the other guy they got? I'm going to look it up right now. Kerf- no, they no, they traded Kerfoot. Kerfoot's uh, gone. Burakovsky. Burakovsky. That's yeah. the second line? I think that's what they're rolling with right now, which is a pretty sweet... Okay, so they're rolling right now with Kadri between Burakovsky and Jost, and then they've got Donskoy in the third line. See, that lineup doesn't look great. I think the J is silent, right? my friend. Sorry? I think the J is silent, my friend. In Yoast? I think it's Yoast. I think it's Jost. I think it's Yoast. Well, it's like Yoke. I don't know, eh? Yeah. So here's their top line. Well, top that, line, see, top that's, line, undeniably amazing, right? That's my thing, is like, outside that top line, Yeah, like sure. Even though I think... Sure, Don- that second line's better, but... It's still not like, wow. Well, where is Donskoy on that list? He's got he, They got him on the third line. I think Don is a pretty good player, but I mean... Is he any better than anybody on the Flames in the middle six? Probably not. No. So, like, your top line's great, obviously. Probably the best, if not the second or third best line. Probably the best. Yeah, let's call it the best. Landis Cog and Kenny Ranson, like, that's an unbelievable line. Yep. Then your second line, though, is, is still Yost. You're saying it's Yost? It's Yost. Kadri Burakovsky. Meh. Meh. Then the third line, Matt Nieto, JT Comfort, Donskoy, pretty meh. So See, I th- even I, I, with their additions, their depth. Well, is that's my bent. that's my thing is like sure they address the depth a bit, but how much? And then they lost. Barry. And then they lost Barry, and their so, D is not is not particularly great either. Gerard Johnson, Zadorov, Makar, Connaught, and Rosen. And like, was, didn't, they, didn't they have Cole? Yeah, he's hurt. I think so. Cole's hurt. Start the season. And then, like you said, goaltender. So who do they got? They got they got Grubauer, and they got some guy I've never heard of. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm not did sold they, on the abs, man. Did they get better in the offseason? They got, and, they got and here's, better, but and here's to the what thing, degree, right? Here's the thing. is like, are they going to be overconfident? Is it, it No, they're probably not going to forget that they barely made it into the playoffs. I don't know. I think that's what people forget. But they like, barely well, made it into people the don't realize they got a shit ton of loser points. They literally had one more win than the Minnesota Wild last year. And everyone's like, ha, ha, Minnesota sucks and Colorado's so amazing. They had one more win. So I wouldn't be going all crazy either way on those two teams. So, And then the Wild, like, okay. I guess we're talking about the central teams. Well, right let's right. look into it, yeah. Like, I think they could be better than most people think. Because if you look at that division, Winnipeg is in a... F- they are in big-time trouble. Like, big-time trouble. Because their defense... Let's do Winnipeg real quick first, just because that this precedes my analysis of the wild so right now here's the defense for the winnipeg jets josh morrissey and neil pionk is your top unit that is literally the worst top parent and basically we're saying i know i said edmonton's was but that that might be worse than nurse and they have some serious defensive issues here man and like i guess what they're saying is they're counting on guys that are gonna have developed that are gonna Fill up oh, these, these spots that are Dude, now. Dude, they're screwed on defense. Screwed. I don't know what they lost. They lost Bufflin. That'd be they, like they lost Truba. That lost Chirot. Like, okay, this would be like if you lost Geo, Hamannin, ha, or sorry, Hamannin, Hanafik. I just <laughs> fucked it up again. <laughs> you know who I'm saying? If you lost Geo, Hamannin, and Hanafin, and you're like, it's okay, we got Shillington, Rasmus Anderson. It's not even like that. It's and, worse, and dude. TJ, it is worse. It's like if we literally lost our top four defensemen and plugged them in with guys from the eight. Like, it's I can't even believe. Like, I'm I have huge concerns about the Jets. At like, least they have. At least Hellebuck is a solid goal. Is tender. he solid? He sucked last year. I. That's the other thing. Is like I don't think Hellebuck's particularly good. So like. 
The only reason I know he sucks is because he, he I had him in fantasy for a while and he fucking blew. So I mean, well, like, and this is the thing, right? If if you're an outsider, because yeah. like the reason why we want to do this podcast today is because we're both a little aggravated because you got all of these so-called NHL analysts and experts doing all their fucking playoff predictions, and it's like the sexy thing to say, oh, the Flames are going to regress so much and miss the playoffs. And it's like this year. on what grounds? So I was who was I chatting with? Uh, Jensen, Pete, Pete Jensen, Pete Jensen on Twitter. He posted it. Didn't he have Calgary making the playoffs? And he, had, the playoffs. and he had Chicago. He had five central teams. Well, I think five central teams will make it, but there's no way in hell the Flames are not making the playoffs. <laughs> like, so I just asked him, like, what, what's wrong with you, man? And then the guy basically said, the goaltending is suspect, and Mark Giordano can't repeat. He's too old. But <laughs> even if... Oh, that's the worst analysis say, I've ever heard in my let's life. Let's say the goaltending is just as good as it was last year. Let's say it's just as bad. Let's uh, say well, it's worse. How many games do you lose more? Like maybe three or four? You're still a 45-win team. And let's say Geo does... Of course he's going to regress. He scored 74 points last year. So let's say he regresses down to 60 points. You're still looking at like, hey, maybe we lose five less games. Okay, by my math, that's still 45 wins. That's still a guaranteed playoff spot. So, like, I don't get where these people are like, even if the Flames, like... But the point is that I'm making is, like, as an outsider, unless you follow a team, you have no fucking clue. Right? Like, what are you even looking at? Well, it's so hilarious when people are like, oh, they're goaltending. It's like, I'm sorry, did you watch a game last year? Have you looked at David Riddick's stats last year? I get that he's never been through a season as an NHL number one goalie. He had... how many wins did he have last year? Yeah, I think 29 or 27. Pretty sure it was 27 wins last year. 27 wins in 42 in 45 games. Nine losses. Nine losses. Goals against of 261. A goal, a save percentage of 911. A goal saved above average of 1.68. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What that is, is that there's a goal. You have a goaltender in net that gives you a chance to win every single exactly. game. Exactly. And you have a backup who, while has struggled the last two years in front of the worst team in the... one of the worst defensive teams in the league. I mean, and now he's on one of the best defensive teams in the league. I think he should be good. Like, because you're telling me... You're, te- you're telling me that Jordan Bennington is just, like... His sample size of games is about the same as Riddick's. Yep. You're telling me Brayden Holtby is, like... He sucked the last two years. You're telling me... Philip Grubauer, Carter Hart, Matt Murray, Martin Jones. Martin Jones. You're telling me those guys are better than David Riddick? You're looking at a rank no. list. They have Martin Jones ranked 15th. Peter Morazic? And David Riddick ranked 25th. Peter Morazic? You're telling me he's not just as reliably good as Peter Morazic? Or Thomas Grice? Or Darcy Kemper? So, I don't know. Like, I guess there's part of me that doesn't mind it. It seems like the Flames that we do better in an underdog position anyways. I don't need... It's, I'm not trying to be like, oh, fuck you guys. It's just like, I don't understand... I understand that his he, he's played like one and a half seasons in the league. But I just don't understand why it seems to be such a blind spot for everybody. When I look at every other team's starting goaltender, and it's like... I don't see how, in how you can say David Riddick is questionable. A tandem of David Riddick and Cam Talbot is such a big question mark that the Flames are going to miss the playoffs. When you look at everybody else's goaltending, it's like, come on. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, they, based on this list, they pretty much have Riddick ranked at the bottom of the league. Yeah, I know. This is just a fancy list we're looking at. 
But I mean, and again, so I think we've seen, maybe we're overreacting here. I think we've seen two people who have been like, oh, the flames are going to drop off. Well, and the thing is, is but that. But we just wanted to address like why we think that they are not going to drop off. And the thing is, I was watching TSN, they're doing the pre- season previews. And those guys are, those guys know hockey. You got Bob McKenzie. Bob McKenzie says they're first in the in the Pacific. He did? Yep. a boy, Bob. a boy, Bobby. So the panel combined had Calgary coming in second in the, in the Pacific. And literally, that's why this take annoys me so much. Because the Pacific sucks so bad. Like, how can you say Calgary is not in the top three? Like, even if they... Even if they... We're like again, even if, if they're yeah, way if you, worse this you, year, they're still better than Anaheim, Arizona, Vancouver, Edmonton, and uh, LA. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, what did Colorado come with? What did they make it with? How many points did they have last year? Colorado barely made it. Literally, they did, had, they, did they make 90 points? I'm pretty, I think everybody made 90. It was like points, 92 or something like but, that. Um, they barely made it in, man. Yeah, 90 points exactly. 90. Literally, literally one more win than Minnesota. One more win. And they went 13-0 and to finish the year, didn't they? They went on an insane heater, man. Like, here's the last 10, they went 7-1-2. and two. They had 14 overtime losses, so the most loser points in the West. <laughs> so, and then you look at the Flames. Like, we had 50 wins. Our goal differential was insane. So, like, I, I, yeah. it just bugs me that everyone's like... Not everyone, I'm sorry. Like, just that this there's this new narrative that everyone's like, oh, the Flames are, could miss the playoffs. It's like... Literally, there's no way the Coyotes, Canucks, Ducks, Oilers, or Kings are better than no. the Flames this I year. I mean, look at the forward depth. Dude. <laughs> and you, that, Exactly. These, these guys are in their prime. So let's break down. You have got, outside of Geo, you have guys entering their prime or in their prime now. Let's break down the first two things they keep saying. Number one, the goaltending is suspect, they say. Number two, the defense is not going to be as good because Giordano apparently is going to fall off a cliff. So let's start with, we kind of touched on goaltending. Again, I think David Riddick and Cam Talbot are a perfectly fine yeah. NHL tandem. Totally. We Honestly, think- like, and, and I could be wrong, but I feel like Talbot is the best backup we've had. Oh, yeah. And again, he could... Again, In the last five, six years. He's had two really bad seasons, so he could continue to regress here. But I mean, as far as I can tell, by my the way I process it, the dude played... About six great seasons, then two bad seasons in front of one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Well, like, what is the the average there to me tells me that he's more of the good Tam, Cam Talbot than the bad Cam Talbot. Yeah. And then outside of Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle, anybody that enters that organization has sucked. Almost suffers instantly. a loss to their career. Like, seriously. It's almost a career ending place. So I I think I think Talbot is a fine backup. I think he's a fine tandem guy. I think he could even steal some games, some starts from Riddick this yep. year. I've said this a lot of, a lot. And then if you look at I Dave, still I still feel really confident in Talbot. Me too. Even after a bit of a shaky preseason, oh, I think he's going to be fine. And man. you know why? Because even if he let in a couple stinkers, watch his like he's playing goal. Yeah. He's like exactly. out, he's taking out angles, he's coming, he's challenging and guys, other, and he's active. The other thing too that drives and me... And I compare that to Mike Smith, right? where all he ever does is just back into his net. So here's the other thing that bugs me about David Riddick. So I think I think Talbot still has the oiler stench on him from people, and they're like, oh, he was bad at Edmonton, therefore he'll be bad. And the only reason the I... The oiler stench, I like that. Yeah, the only reason I can kind of see that is because he's like, he's over 30, he's had two bad years. So I can see him maybe regressing a little bit. But he's not nearly as bad as he was in the last two years in Edmonton behind a terrible defense. 
The thing that bugs me is Riddick, that everyone's like, oh, we haven't seen enough out of him. Okay, uh, who won the Stanley Cup last year? St. Yeah, Louis St. Blues? Louis. How many games did Biddington play? Biddington played 32 regular season games. That's He's played 33 in his entire career. And all of a sudden, David Riddick hasn't played enough games for people to be like, oh, yeah, he's not a number one. And everyone's like, oh, Jordan Biddington's amazing. It's like, goalie is fucking voodoo. Like, okay, let's look at the best teams last year. Uh, the Predators. Was their goaltending that great? I mean, Pecorino was okay. I think he he's, he faltered a bit, didn't he? The Jets. Hellebuck was not particularly great. Yep. The Blues literally brought in a rookie 28-year-old goalie at who, the, who was the bottom third of this. Who was lights out, but again, they brought him in halfway through. Stars had great goaltending. Stars had great goaltending. But they only finished... They only, yeah. What, did they get the second wildcard spot? Yeah, second wildcard spot. The Sharks had literally probably the worst goaltending in the league last year. They were second in the Pacific. The Golden Knights, like Marc-Andre Fleury was good, but if you even look at their goal differential, they weren't that good defensively. Marc-Andre Fleury kind of teeters between okay and great. So, like, it just, like, goaltending to me is, like, literally the most, one of the most replaceable things, and everybody's putting way too much stock into it. So, well, I mean, look the how, other thing is, look how many games we won with Mike we Smith. We won 50 in games with Mike Smith starting half of them last year. That, to me, tells me that it's not as big as a deal as everyone's making it out to be. So, I think that's why we're okay in net. Could be totally wrong. Both these guys could completely suck. I don't think they will. Which leads me to the next point, because our defense is so solid it's that only- we don't need. We can have, like, we could be like a Chris Osgood Detroit Red Wings team. Not yep. that we have the Lidstroms of the world. But, I mean, like, our defense is so solid. Outside I mean, of Gio. And it's going to be better than it was last year. Seriously, I think it is. And you'll have Val Mackey returning. And so you have Mark Giordano. So what is, the, what, is the, what is the basis for him all of a sudden being a terrible player? Well, apparently coming in first in team conditioning has nothing to do with it. He won the Norris Trophy. And again, I'm a guy who believes in a lot of aging curves. But I mean, this guy... Literally had his best season last year. The like, guy is by trending, a mile. The guy is trending up right now. And I don't think that that was just an aberration. Like he just had a fluke year. He had it. He had a crazy year. And he like like is the best. Here's how good it was. His previous best season was in the four, in the fifteen sixteen season where he had fifty six points. He literally went from thirty eight points in seventeen eighteen to seventy four points. So, obviously, I think he's going to drop off from that, but he's not going to fall off a cliff. No. There's no way. I just I just don't see it happening. You see how well like he plays with so much confidence right now? Right? It's like he's got the league in the palm of his hand right now. He's incre- he's still a great skater, right? Yep. Like what is what does he do poorly? What part of his game do you think would suffer from him being a year older? Does he does he play particularly physical? I don't think so. So I I just don't buy into this again. I think his point totals are going to fall off a little bit, but I what does he is it his goal scoring ability and his point his point production that has has characterized him as a great defenseman in his career? No, no, it's his ability to fucking possess the puck, to move the puck, to skate. Yep, and like the guy to be take, a possession player. And he doesn't take a shift off. He doesn't make mistakes. So, I mean, like, even if you say, okay, maybe he drops off to more like 50 points, I don't see that being, like, a a complete detriment to the team's defense because that's what he's always been elite at is being a defender. And this is a thing where I think when you don't follow a team all year long and you're the outside looking in, 
you kind of look at the defense and you say, okay, the defense is Mark Giordano. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true at all. And again, people always come with, oh, TJ Brody sucks. Mark Giordano and TJ Brody have literally been one of the best, if not the best, defensive pairing in the league. And you can say that's all Geo, but I mean, you can't discount Brody completely. Like, I mean, the dude is still like a pretty awesome defenseman. I posted some stuff to our Instagram the other day. He's literally one of the best puck-moving defensemen in the league. Like, in the league. Like, in the realm of Eric Carlson. So, you can't say that TJ Brody is just like, oh, he sucks. I have kind of if a Mark feeling Giordano like, falls off, they're going to suck. I kind of have a feeling like we could see a great season from TJ Brody. What? I kind of have a weird feeling. A weird feeling? Who am I talking to? I don't know. Who are you? Who's? Where's Jordan and what have you done with him? All I'm saying is I got a weird feeling he could have a great season and he... He's here, in, he's in a contract a hot, here. Here's a hot take. He's in a contract here. TJ Brody has a career season and gets signed over Travis Hamnick in the offseason. Oh my god. Like seriously, what are you doing to me? Hot taking your ass. What is wrong with you? I'm hot taking you. Are you... Like what? Like what? Who are you? You like it, don't you? Oh, I love it. I'd love to see that happen. I think TJ Brody's still an elite defenseman and always has been, and everybody gives him shit for no reason. But, I mean, even that fact that TJ... Okay, now let's break down the rest of the defense. So your second pairing is Noah Hannafin, Travis Hamanick. Is that not one of the top second pairings in the league? Okay, as far as second pairings go, because you're looking at all these other teams, you're like, that's not even a first pairing. That's not even a second pairing. And right? I think the reason why is because we're comparing what we have. Exactly. It's like, this is what a first pairing looks like. This is what a second pairing looks like. And it's just like, it's shocking to me that people, number one, start with the, oh, the goaltending suspect. They kind of reverse engineer it. And then they also say the defense is going to be terrible because apparently Giordano is going to suck. Like, okay. Well, the, the guy I was talking to, this Jensen guy, was basically saying that too much of the load is is carried by Mark Giordano defensively. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like literally what are you talking about? You want to see what a load looks like? Go look at Connor McDavid's shoulders. Gio, it may look like he carries a load cuz he shows up and plays like a beast every single night, but he's a leader of a solid defensive group. Well, and it's not it's like again, it's not even like And not even and the forwards are strong defensively too. Exactly. Like it's a strong defensive team. Like it's just, it's not Mark Giordano is a huge part of our team, but I mean and a part of the defense. But, I mean, the rest of the defense is solid as well. Question. If we don't have Mark Giordano, let's say he decided to retire in the offseason, yep. is this still a playoff team? Oh, absolutely. Don't you think so? Absolutely. Yep. You're obviously not near the top echelon of teams, I don't think, because you're without one of the best defensemen in the league. But you're still a playoff team, don't you think? Yeah. Like, how many games does he add in terms of, like, wins above replacement? I didn't look at it. But I bet it's somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, two or three wins a season. That's what I would say. I would say five. So I think McDavid is like five. So I don't know. Okay. I'd, ha- I'd have to look. Yeah, but I mean, three. seriously, like, what are you talking about when you say that Mark, like, if, like, you have to look at the defense as a whole. Literally, I think our first pairing is one of the top three, definitely top five pairings in the entire NHL. No matter, even if it's Brody or if it's Anderson, I'd like it better with Brody. But then if you look at the second pairing, it's definitely, definitely top ten probably. Right? Yep. Hannafin and Hammonick? Absolutely. And then, and then the third, third pairing is, is probably definitely top, five. top 10. It's probably top 5. Maybe top 5. I'd have to look at all of them. But it's definitely a solid third pairing if you're going Shillington and Rasmus. So you got top, top, top. So, like, when you say, that, oh, the goaltending suspect, it's like, okay, number one, it isn't. Number two, like, even if it is, 
the defense is so solid in front of it that it mitigates that. Literally, we had Mike Smith last year with a negative goal saved a bunch of above average last year in there, and we still won 50 games. If Mark Giordano falls off, like, I mean, what is he going to fall off to? Again, his point totals might fall off. I can't see his defensive game falling off a cliff. Like, I mean, because explain that to me. Explain why you think Mark Giordano would fall off a cliff defensively. I don't know. I guess people are saying because of his age. Okay, but, which but I understand like, in the most part, but from what I've seen over the last two years, he's only getting better. But that age is a number on a piece of paper, and you're comparing that to performance on the ice level. So I just it does it doesn't. So until anything changes on the ice level, and if you it doesn't matter, you could be 50 years old. I was even listening to Puck Soup this morning podcast, and I like those guys, but they were like, "Oh, the goaltending's terrible." It's like I I just don't understand why everyone writes off the goaltending. As terrible when literally, if you look at every other single tandem, like I can think of, like you're telling me, Anti Ranta and Darcy Kemper are a are bound, leaps and bounds better. No, no. Rask and Halak probably a little better. Carter Rask, Carter Hutton in Buffalo. No, the Carolina tandem. No, they're a perfect example of like subpar goaltending. Exactly. For how many years? Like you're telling me, like maybe Dallas has got a pretty solid tandem. Yeah. But I mean, look at San Jose. Literally the worst goaltending in the league, and nobody's yeah. like, oh, they're gold. They're like, oh, well, Jones will probably bounce back. But for some reason, apparently David Riddick, who's played one and a half seasons with pretty excellent numbers, sucks. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. And obviously, it's because they don't watch the team. Or pay attention to anything. Does so, he even know his nickname's Big Save Dave? How, right? do you, how do you think you get a nickname Big C? Like, Big and that Save was Dave? kind of hilarious. Like, and I guess it's kind of come out. I guess we were a little off base on that. Like, he was hurt yep. during the playoffs. Yeah. But when it was around playoff time, everybody was like, "Well, who's going to get the start?" And we were like, "Yeah, it's not even a fucking question. Like, it's Riddick. Like, there still seemed to be after before the playoffs a question of who the number one was outside of Flames fans." And everybody in the everybody who's a Flames fan knows, like it wasn't even a question. Because we're sitting there watching watching the game, all of every game. So unless you watch the team, I don't think you know that David Riddick is like an actual no. And so to me, there's two parts of it. To me, it's a little bit aggravating because you're not getting the credit you deserve. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, well, whatever. We'll prove him wrong again. Yeah, I don't care. It's just like it's a bad take. It's not me over here going, like, you scout the flames. That's Fuck the thing. You. That's the thing. These it's are, like, these what, are you the, don't know what you're talking about. These are the experts. Exactly. Pontificating. Watch the game. And then the other thing, too, that, like, okay, even if the goaltending and the defense blows, that's not even the strength of this team. Right? It's up front. You've literally got one of the best top lines. Well, in the here league. you go. You got to, not only does Riddick give you a chance to win every game. Well, let's but when you have a line of Goudreau, Monaghan, Limo, and those guys can score yeah. like at sometimes at two, three goals a game, they give you a chance to win every game. So, like, again, even let's say the goaltending is suspect. Let's say Giordano falls off. Look at the forward group. You're telling me that forward group doesn't compete with some You're of the best teams in the West? You're telling me that's any different than Mike Smith letting in four or five right? goals a game like and us winning seven like, four? I look at the forwards, and I, can, I think Vegas's top nine is better. I think Vegas's forward group is better, and I think that's... But not by a mile. Not by much, and I think that's it. I think San Jose's top six is maybe a little better, probably a little better, but I mean, overall, I think we have a better forward group than San Jose. Yep. 
I think we have a better forward group than, like, let's go through the Western Conference real quick. I think we have a better forward group than Nashville. I think yeah, we have a better, better forward group than St. Louis. Better forward group than Colorado. Better than Colorado. I think Dallas, the top-end talent is pretty unreal there. But, I mean, top to bottom, I think I like our team better. Minnesota, Jesus, of course. Anaheim, like, I just, even if goaltending and, and Mark Giordano falling off are things that happen this year and are a problem, we still have pretty great depth, a great top line, an absolutely excellent second line, and I think the third line, which was a huge weakness of this team last year, I think if you replace Mark Jankowski with Derek Ryan and you put Mangiapane in Neil's spot, now you're looking at a really solid third line, and the fourth line, like, I mean, whatever iteration you want to go in, I like the pieces they have there. Yep. So I just don't Where see... I like Jankowski the most is centering the fourth line. Yeah, me too. So Daily Faceoff currently has the third line as Lucic, Ryan Bennett. I would much rather have Mangiapane and Lucic's spot. Yep. But we'll see. It's probably not going to happen to start the season anyways. I would actually prefer Mangiapane to be in for a leak spot on the right wing on the second line. Yep. And you know but what? But I mean, any iteration of this bottom six is way better than San Jose's bottom six, yep. than Arizona, Edmonton, LA, and we, we might have the best bottom six in the league. No, it's true, man. Even with Milan Lucic. So, like, we have, we have four depth. Our defense, even outside of Giordano, is solid, and people don't seem to understand that David Riddick is actually a pretty good goalie, and that Cam Talbot could have a bounce-back season. So it's just like when I see these criticisms, it's like you don't know what you're talking about. Yep. Like, again, I think the Flames will not be as good this year as they were last year. They had an insane season last year. We had 50 wins. Well, just on the number of comeback wins alone, like that's going to be hard to repeat. Just the fact that we play in the Pacific Division and had a relatively easy schedule last year... I just don't see us winning as many games, but there's just no way in hell you can tell me it's an informed opinion and not just a take to get people riled up that the Flames are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like, there's no way. All right, let's round out the West. Okay. We focused on our Pacific Division yesterday. Uh, let's do the Central. Well, we were going to do it, and then we got sidetracked. Let's round it out. So let's go, let's go. Let's pull up Winnipeg. So we, we covered Colorado. We were talking about Winnipeg, and then we kind of stopped talking about them. They're the. Re- I think they don't make the playoffs because like they're in some trouble right it's now. Scaring me. Their defense is so bad. Okay. Yeah. We we touched on the defense. So let's let's so let's go defense. You got you got Morrissey, Morrissey and Pionk, Hanola, Bieto, and Tucker Pullman, and then like like Niku is hurt right now. Like it's just it's, it's li- bad. It's literally probably the worst defense in the league. It right could now. be. Yeah. Like, I think it absolutely is. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, their top six is pretty good. That top line is pretty good. Like, yeah, I, their top six, they rival for best top six. In the I would be rolling line A. So they got Shifley with Wheeler and Ehlers right now. And then Connor and Brian Little's hurt, but then they got Cop there and yeah. line A. So, I mean, that's pretty deadly. But, I mean, again, like, we, like it gets real thin real fast. Yeah. Then you got Perot, Lowry, Bork. I don't mind Perot. Whoa, that's yikes! Like that? Are you telling me like compare that to the Flames third line? If you go Ryan Munch, yep. uh, Bennett, no, like, not no, even a close. Even and close. then the fourth line is Roslovich, Latestu, and Mason Appleton. Like the depth gets real thin real fast. So again, like and then you got Hellebuck and Brassois. I'm not super confident in Hellebuck at all. All right, so, let's pull out Chicago because I think are you going to Minnesota first? So. Well, let's do Chicago because okay. they're the other team that I think it's kind of like, ooh, they could bounce back. I a lot mean, of people are picking them to bounce back. Ugh, I don't think how so. Do you, how do you fall off a cliff and then bounce back? I think, don't exactly. You have to, don't you have to climb back up? Like, 
Again, they still have. Although it is the it is the league of parody, I right? Mean, so everything's possible, and but. they do have Kane and Taves still. And I mean, DeBrinket's an excellent player. So they have th- they have and Taves actually had a really good season last year. So they do have Kane and DeBrinket who could be absolute like MVP caliber. This now year. they didn't play Kane with Kays last year, did they? I don't. I think it was. I think they did for a little bit of the season. Okay, because they got him right now. So far. According to Daily Faceoff, so Taze and Kane are back together. Again, it's their depth up front that gets real thin. So their top line right now is Alex Nylander, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane. Like, I mean, when you have Kane, you have a hell of a first line no matter who's with him. Yeah. And their second line is Andrew Shaw, Dylan Strome, Debrinkit. I think Dylan Strome looked really good last year. He put up a lot of points after the trade. So I actually really don't mind that second line. Debrinkit's an excellent player. And where's Strome come from? Um, was he in Phoenix? Yeah, Phoenix, okay. Arizona. Um, third line is pretty yikers. Brandon Saad, David Kampf, Dominic Kubliak, or whatever the fuck you say his name. Yeah. Not very good. Fourth line, Drake Kajula, Carpenter, Zach Smith. Yikes. So the forward group is probably their strength. It's on defense where it gets real fucking dicey. You got Duncan Keith and Eric Gustafson. I think Gustafson's okay. Duncan Keith is not nearly the player he once was. Not even close. Brent Seabrook is, is even worse. Yeah. Brent Seabrook is like, yikes. Probably the worst contract in the NHL. Yeah, he's Ol- slow too. Olimata, so that's like one of the worst second pairings, I think. Yeah. And then they did get Calvin DeHaan from Carolina this year. I don't mind that. And Connor Murphy. The defense is a bit of a mess. And then here could be the X factor. If, if Robin Leonard comes in and you have Corey Crawford as well, that could be one of the best tandems in the league. But, I mean, how how much of Leonard's success was due to the defensive style game that Trots I'm not sure. brought into the Islanders. Like, we'll see, right? Yeah. This will be the test. So, again, I think... Because where was Leonard before? He was in uh, Buffalo? Buffalo. He bounced around. I think he was even in Ottawa. He was never really touted. So, he bounced around. No. So, like, I th- I understand how people say they could bounce back, but I think it just hinges on a little too much. Do you still put Winnipeg in front of Chicago? I have Chicago in front of Winnipeg. Do I? I don't know. I can't remember. I have Chicago last in the division this year. Okay. And again, like it could be, they could be the team to bounce back, but man, I don't know. It's just like, again, like I said, this is McDavid. Like if, if somebody gets hurt, it's just, they have, their depth is so thin. Yeah, it is. It just becomes real dicey real fast. Like their team is going to hinge on Kane and Taves. And to bring it. Like, I think even more so to bring it than Taves. So like, I don't know, man. They could ride some hot goaltending and an, un, another performance by another another MVP performance by Patrick Kane, and Alex Brinkin continues to develop and f- score forty goals. And Strom is an actual legit second line center. But I just think with so many questions on defense and the goaltending again, the goaltending could be fantastic. It might not, but it could be like I don't know. I don't have a ton of faith in Crawford, and if Leonard falters. I don't know. It could be if they're if they get goaltending that they got. If Leonard is who he was last year, they probably can maybe make the playoffs. But I'm just not super confident. Yeah. Okay. So let's do. Um, do you want to do Minnesota? Yeah. Let's do Minnesota because that's my hot take. I have the Wild making the playoffs. Okay. And I think they have been horribly mismanaged. But if you look at their team, it's not actually All right, too let's bad. see what we got here. So you got Parise with Stahl and Zuccarello. I mean, that's a good line. It's okay. They're it's, they're old. It's pretty meh. They're getting. I mean, for that's a good like second. That's line. That's a good second line on a good on an okay team yeah. somewhere. And then you got Zucker, Koivu, and Fiala. I like Fiala. 
I think Koivu's pretty Again, old. I think I like Zucker. It's because they got these all old guys, man. I think the reason I like the Wild is because of what they have in net and their and their back end. Um, then they've got Donato, Greenway, and somebody's hurt, I think, for their... Uh, Third line center. Yeah. All right, and then you got... Foligno, Erickson Eck, Ryan Hartman... So their yeah, forwards yeah. are pretty, but they've never been like a, a, a group that well, does it is, Aren't they traditionally just a defensive yeah. style game? So that's what I like about them. I, I like Matt Dumba. I like Brodeen. I like Jared Spurgeon. Yep. I think Ryan Suter is still a really effective defenseman. Yeah, no, he's still good. So I think their I think their top two pairings are excellent, and I think they that's where the strength than is. Chicago. I, I know that's what I'm saying. Like they look more solid than the Blackhawks. So, but did they have a shitload of injuries last year? I think they were just a mess last year. And you know what? They weren't even as bad as most people think last year. Well, like, like you said, they, they... The Avalanche only had one more win than them. Regulation win. Yeah, so, like, it's not like they were literally, like, one of, like, a terror... Like, they had... What did they have? I think they had 988 points. And did they... Oh, um, yeah, I guess they were pretty bad. 83 did they, points. Did they can yo, yo, yo last year? No, they still got Bruce Boudreaux, remember? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. But, I mean, their GM's an idiot. He traded, like, I think that was the best thing they've done in a long time is fire Paul Fenton. Yeah. He completely mismanaged that team. Um, but I don't know. I like their defense, and I really like Dubnik. All right. So I'm higher on Dubnik than a lot of people. Yeah, I know. He's solid. Where do you want to go next? Nashville? So hot take. Here's my here's my very uninspired, non-confident hot take is that the Wild win. The, or not win. The Wild sneak into the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. I've got the... No, I have the Preds winning the division. All right, let's go to Nashville. So let's go to Nashville. We'll go one, two, three now. So Nashville, I think... I still think they're... I think so off-season acquisition. They're a little confusing. Duchesne. They got Duchesne. They picked up Grandland in in a trade. Uh, I think it was midway through last year with the Wild for Fiella. Okay, yeah, that's a good pickup. So I still like their top six. I'm not super sold on Matt Duchesne. Me either. But I think he can still put up some points this I'm year. I'm just not curious how effective he'll be over 82 games. Yeah, and I mean, I think of the years he's going to be there, this will probably be his best year. So that's why I think this year they're still going to be pretty good. All right. Their top six is pretty good. Craig Smith, Ryan Johansson, Victor Arvidsson. That's an okay I mean, line. That's, honestly, though, that's, like a, that's a third line on a great team. I think Johansson is definitely a, a one... A, like. Duchesne and he are both probably on any good team, a second-line center. Yep. So they kind of have like two second-line centers. Yep. So not super strong there. I think um, Philip Forsberg can play on any but first But Forsberg line. is an absolute... I, I would have Forsberg playing on the first line ahead of Smith. We're just looking at daily face-off. Yep. That's they have. Them. Honestly, first line, I go Forsberg, Duchesne, Arvidsson. So I'd switch their lines here. Yep. Me too. I would go Duchesne, Forsberg, Arvidsson. But I mean, they're top six. Any iteration of that, I really like. So second line is Forsberg, Duchesne, Granlund. Yeah, I like their top six a lot. Third line, Third line Turris, is okay. is pretty meh. Grinaldi and Yarncrook. I like Cal Yarncrook. I think Grimaldi's underrated. I think Turris is probably ready to fall off a cliff. He kind of already has. And then you got Benino, 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 Benino. And then their fourth line is is okay. Colton Sissons, Nick Benino, Austin, Austin Watson. Watson. Yeah, I don't mind. They're, they're, so their depth at forward is okay. They got good depth. And then their defense is obviously pretty world-class. You got Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis. Yep. That's probably one of the best. No more PK Subban, though. No more PK. Um, Matias Ekholm and Dante Fabro, pretty solid second pairing. Yeah, I would put their their top four D up there as one, two, three in the league. And probably. they've been like that for like eight years yeah. now. 
And then they got Dan Han, who's back, and Yannick Weber. So, I mean, not a great third pairing, but, I mean, they're top. Not the worst. Their top 4D are so good. One, of the, then, best, one of the best goalie talents yeah. in the league. So, it's similar with, like, um, it's similar with Minnesota. It's like, I like their D, and I'm I'm relatively confident in their net mining. They got Pecorini and UC Saros. That's probably the best tandem in the league, to be honest. Um, maybe outside of Ben Bishop and Hudobin. Yeah. So, that's why I really like Nashville. I just think they check all the boxes of a team. I think they will start to regret. I don't like the Duchesne signing. I don't like some of their moves that they've done. But I think this year they're still they're still a safe bet to win that win that division. Yeah, Duchesne signing is risky. I mean, but it's a it's a well thought out risk for Nashville because they need a, a need that can score goals. Yeah, and he was actually quite good in terms of putting up points last year. So I could see him putting up some points. So I like their top six. Their top four D are world class, and their goaltending. So good, number so. two, you got St. Louis. I get the Blues number two. Okay. Which I don't know because it kind of be, depends on. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be really interesting. I mean, they were dead last until January. Jan- like dead last in the entire league. You're looking at when you start scrolling down the standings in the league and you scroll at the way to the bottom. Yeah. Like it's bad. that's pretty incredible that so, they were dead last. I won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're like this so year. So what are we going to see in an 82 game stretch? Are we going to see the Stanley Cup winning team, or are we going to see that I don't know. Because I still think that I really like most of what they have on D, and I like their strength down the middle. So their top line is Jaden Schwartz, Braden Shen, Tarasenko. Nice. Um, I would personally would pop O'Reilly up there. So um, Tarasenko, I think, will have a bounce back here. Um, Their second line, Sammy Blaze, Ryan O'Reilly, David Prawn. Meh. Third line. Outside O'Reilly. Outside of O'Reilly. I like their third line, Robbie Fabry, Tyler Bozak, Rob Thomas. Yeah. Pretty solid. That's solid. And then their fourth line, Barbashev, Sunquist, Steen. Yeah. And then their defense, I like Justin Falk. They shouldn't have signed him with such a huge deal. That seems weird to me. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, their D is pretty solid. They got Petrangelo, Falk. That's a pretty good top pairing. Bo Meesters, Yikers. But, I mean, if he's playing with Pareko, that's like, still a pretty good Bo pairing. Bo Meester 80 years old yet? Seriously. You think about, like, holy shit. And then I love Vince Dunn. Yeah, you, you do love Vince Dunn. And I don't mind Bortuzzo. So, I think they have a pretty solid top six. So I think it does come down to like if Bennington can be okay this year because Jake Allen is certainly not okay. I'm gonna so. put him below Colorado. I like it. I wouldn't be surprised, but I just think that they have enough on deep. They have enough depth on forward. I think if Tarasenko bounces back, like it bounced back, he still was good last year. And I think their defense is solid. And I think if Bennington can even be. Uh, okay, starting netminder, they'll be good. Yeah, and then who's the backup? Uh, Jake Allen. They still have Jake Allen. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Because so, that, that's going to be trouble because because Bennington came in relief yeah. and basically played what like what was it ninety percent of the last third of the season? Yeah, he played thirty two games and and like literally, I think he played like almost every game because he's not going to be able to play as much. So now you're going to have Jake Allen. You're going to have a guy stinking up the joint. So like. Compare that with the Flames goaltending. Like, you're telling me the Flames goaltending isn't more of a sure thing than even the Blues? Yeah. Like, it's Riddick pretty, and close. Talbot are probably... You know more about those two guys than you about Bennington and Jake Allen. You know Jake Allen is terrible as a starting netminder. And you know Jordan Bennington has shown the ability to go on a heater, but he hasn't shown anything over an 82-game season. So, that's where it gets annoying when people are like, oh, the Flames goaltending sucks. Because it's like, yeah, okay. Um, All right, Dallas. The last team here, and this is the most interesting team to me because this is the team that could fuck everything up and be the breakout team. Look at the top line line now. The top line, 
is... Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and Joe Pavelski. But the thing is, Jamie Benn is not as good as he used to be. Well, the game the, the, the game's changed. Like, that's what's... Because when you just look at it on paper, you're like, how the fuck is that top nine not the best thing you've ever seen? And I think Sagan's the best player on that line, and I think yeah. Jamie Benn has shown like he's not the same player he was when he was younger. It's true. And, I mean, Joe Pavelski scored 38 goals last year. He's still, what, 35, 36? Dude, and then outside of that top line, I mean... Like, I mean, I like Radulov. Radulov's on the right wing on the second line, centered by Hints. Like, I like Rupe Hints, but, again, you're kind of depending on him to break out. And then Jason Dickinson on the left. Like, so who's like, that? Exactly. Their, their, bottom thir- their, their bottom three lines, like, are pretty gross. Yeah, Andrew Cogliano, the Iron Man, centered by Fosca. And Blake, and Blake Como. Como. If you have Blake Como on your third line, you're in trouble, my friend. If you friend. have Blake Como on your team, you're so in trouble, my friend. Their bottom third is pr- pretty gross. Yeah, it is. So, like... Fourth line, Jan Mark, Dowling, and some other fucking guy, Goranov. So, I don't know, man. And then their defense, like, I mean, Klingberg and Lindell and Heiskanen are absolute studs. Yeah. But other other than those three guys, they got Sekera, Oleksiak, and Polak. Yuck. So they have probably one of the best top pairings in the league in Lindell and Klingberg. And Heiskanen is a really good player. But Sekera is pretty meh. Oleksiak is gross. Polak is gross. Yeah. So their defense, top-end talent, but very top-heavy there. But then one of the best goaltending tandems in the league. But then one of the best goaltending tandems in the league, I think, for sure, as long as they can both keep it up. So they'll be the—I think they're the swing team. There's so much to be decided in the Central this year. It's, yeah. it's crazy because it's like, will Winnipeg fall off a cliff like, like we maybe see? Will Chicago bounce back? Will Dallas be the team we think they can be? Can St. Louis be more of the Stanley Cup winning team than the team that sucked all year? Is Colorado the team that's going to explode? There's so many unanswered questions in the Pacific. Um, I think the only like stalwart there is the Nashville Predators. That's why I have them winning the division because it's like they seem to be the most quantifiable known quantity right now. Everybody else is like, well, I don't know. So we'll see, man. It'll be really interesting. Okay. So I don't know. On paper, I think I agree. Nashville probably takes takes the division, but I'm going to just go on a limb and say Dallas All right. wins the Central this year. All right, baby. Nashville places second, Colorado third, St. Louis coming in close. I like it. At four. And then Winnipeg sneaks in, makes the playoffs. Like, what are the chances St. Louis pulls a Carolina that year that they won the cup and missed the playoffs? Actually, I'm going to say Winnipeg misses the playoffs. Yeah, I got them missing. I got them missing at fifth in the, in the Central. And then mini six mini Chicago Chicago seventh. We're yeah. pretty similar, eh? Pretty close. I have Minnesota in, and I have Winnipeg and Chicago out. Because who do you think makes the playoffs? I don't think a fourth team from the Pacific gets in. I think it's definitely being one of these central teams. The only way I could see it happening maybe is that all of these central teams are more competitive, and then that fourth Pacific team, like whether it's Anaheim or Arizona, probably those two yeah. teams. If I'm saying Winnipeg. In fifth in the central doesn't make it. I'm gonna say Arizona gets in. Yeah, I could see it because then if you're if you're a fourth team in the Pacific playing a bunch playing a weaker schedule within a weaker division, like you could sneak in. So yeah, I could see it maybe. So right now my tentative playoff predictions, and again I hate making predictions. You said this yesterday. It's like who the f- it's a crapshoot. Yeah, but it's kind of fun. So my tentative predictions for playoff teams in no particular order are Calgary, Vegas, San Jose. Nashville, St. Louis, Dallas. 
Oh boy, it gets tough fast, eh? Yeah. Um, Dallas, Colorado, and then I'll say Minnesota for now. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Wrap up the West. I, we're, it's kind of just a break. There's no way we'll do the, the East. One. We're not doing the East. We're not touching it. But just to wrap up on the Flames, like, again, I don't buy the criticism that, oh, they're going to they're gonna suck because they're going to miss the playoffs because their goaltending sucks and Giordano is not going to be as good. Like, how can you – I don't like, get it. How can – it was 107 points? 107 points, 50 wins. How can you go from 107 points – 50 wins. You're One coming, of the best goal differential teams in the league. You're coming back with essentially the same team. Yeah. You arguably upgraded your goaltending than it was last year. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to miss the playoffs. So, again, like I don't expect them to be a 107-point team, but there's no reason they can't win the Pacific. There's no reason they can't be one of the top teams in the West. And, again, even if you say, okay, yeah, Giordano regresses and Riddick and Talbot don't play all that good. Like, I mean, you're telling me the rest of that defense... And you're telling me that that forward group can't get you into the playoffs? No. I reject your hypothesis. Rejected!